3: What is going on, y'all? We are back. It is another edition of No Bets Barred, This time for UFC Apex 62, Grasso versus Arujo. We are back from a week off of UFC. Last time we talked, it was before the much-anticipated Dern versus Yan UFC Apex 61 card. Long time no talk, Jed. How we doing, man?
2: Thriving as always. Uh, I mean, it's a great week, buddy. We got fights again. We had we've been getting a lot of weeks off, especially cuz we got another one coming up and you know, not next weekend but after. It's been a, a a bit of a late late end of year lull. So I don't I don't even know what to do with myself with all this time off.
3: Yeah, it is good to be back. Uh especially last weekend there was almost no combat sports period. We was uh we glory. got overream, but like that was
2: I couldn't find a place to bet on that either, so
3: I couldn't bet on it. I, uh, I I struggled to watch it, so I kind of just caught the highlights, if I'm, I'm going to be honest, oh, if we're going to be in the trust circle. Oh, you
2: are. You are such a lucky man. I I got the wonderful uh, responsibility.
3: Of honor. I think co- honor would be honor a better term for probably it. Probably
2: more accurate of covering that event for MMAfighting.com. Great website. Great website. Uh, and it was a tough hang. Um, no finishes on the entire card all decisions it's more Uh, fighting time
3: it's more fighting time
2: uh, you got your money's worth um (laughs) perhaps not in quality but certainly in quantity of the content if you paid for that you got every literally every minute worth of it that you possibly could have um some of the undercard stuff was like at least a little fun but it's just tough hangman just tough tough hang. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I can imagine having to sit through that entire card. I can definitely imagine. It's it's sort of like a boxing card where you're just anticipating the main event uh, the entire time through. So, uh, you know, a quick, very brief discussion on Dern I mean, just shout out to Yon Jan Jounan. That's all I got to say.
2: I'm sure. Uh, I think we were both right.
3: <laughs> is this the argument takeaway. you're
2: making? We're both right it's here? My takeaway of this fight is that we were both right. Because I know I caught heat from this already, and I know that you're going to fire some more shots at me for it. I scored the fight for Mackenzie Dern. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, uh. Because she lost three rounds decisively, but she won three rounds even more decisively. I gave her 10 eights in both. I was going to say, so you're saying two, 10 eights. two Two 10 10 eights.
3: Eights.
2: So my initial score was that upon rewatch, I actually scored a draw. I still gave Dern two 10 eights. Uh, but I also gave Jan a ten eight for round three, where she like really tuned Dern up and had her hurt on the feet. Like she hit that big left hand that stumbled and Like I gave her a ten eight for that as well. Uh, so I think that math, that math works out right as a tie. I don't. I think that math works out as a tie. Uh, it's it was a cluster of a fight. Is is a short version? Of
3: yeah, of I'm this. trying to remember the last time. In a fight where the rounds were just so clear and so decisive who won them. Whether you gave them 10-8s or not, it was just There's like
2: no doubt who won the round. Y-
3: yes, round one, three, and five was was Jan. Or no, rounds one, three, and four was Jan. Round two and five, Dern.
2: Yeah. And like just... un-
3: unquestionably. And I c I can't lie to you, after round four, I was like feeling big brain. I was feeling real big brain. I was like, this fight oh, yeah. is this fight is going. Exactly how I planned it. Mackenzie Dern round round two Dern is becoming a somewhat of a mythical fighter here. She somehow just like dominates round twos every time. But I knew I had a little sweat left in us. I had, I checked the live line and Jan was like minus eight hundred. I was like, this can't be that easy. This cannot be that easy. And it was a uh, it was a roller coaster all the way to the end.
2: Uh, it it sure was because I was right there with you. I was like, at some point she's going to finish this, right? Because I felt, you felt big brain in four. Boy, I felt big, big brain in two. I was like, oh, that's oh, yeah. exactly right. Like Two, yeah.
3: I was like, this is over. All right, this is what I feared the worst. Like, but when yeah, she made like, it yeah. out of two, I was like, watch this round three. Jan's about to come alive in round three.
2: I still thought she was screwed because she looked so tired because she got her ass beat in round too. I was like, "This two. is done <laughs> yeah. now. Now the takedowns will just come easier for Dern. She'll just be able to get a clinch and just muscle it down, and this is over." If she ever learns to not try and submit people and just to punch their freaking heads, she'd be so much more dangerous. But that's just not that's not who she is, and she couldn't. Jan had great defense. Credit to her. I did not think. She could last as long on the ground as she did with with Dern and not get tapped, but she did, and it was enough to to edge out a, a win on the scorecards.
3: Yeah, pretty exciting fight. I can't lie. Uh, you know, I chucked that one on, on my scorecard. You got uh, you got the uh, you know, big Brendan Allen Christoph Jocko battle we had.
2: Oh, just a just a delightful battle.
3: Yeah, he Yeah, <laughs> awesome. I mean, God, he looked great, bro. I was like, Jeez. wow, that didn't last long.
2: Yeah, that one. I see. At least that one, you you knew very quickly. Like, oh, okay, well, cool. I had to sweat the twenty five minutes of being like, "Darn, come on." Dude,
3: yeah, and it do was the, like a do the thing. It was a real sweat too. That that whole twenty five minutes, I think, on both sides, whoever you had, it was a, it was a serious sweat. Uh, yeah, Jocko, and like he got a reversal in like the first like minute and a half, or like he like got right back up. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is how I thought this was gonna go, and then immediately went went south.
2: Yeah, just uh, instantaneously. Honestly, the best performance of Brendan Allen's career. He looked looked great. He looked like I thought. I was like, he's twenty seven. Yeah. He's about to. He's about to come into his own. Jocko's a little old, and it was. I had that one dead to rights. Uh,
3: it's really cool when uh, when fights go exactly how you envision them in your head, and you cash so a smart. ticket on it. It's just like, wow, I'm a genius. I mean, yeah. I don't know how the world hasn't seen it yet. Uh, but yeah, that was that card. It was it was an okay card. This. You know, an okay card, a uh, little appetizer. Before we move to the
2: appetizer, sure, I do sure, want sure. to talk about me being a genius one more time. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
3: I didn't give it out
2: on on no bets barred because the lines were not out yet. But on the gambling column, all right, for for my great website, uh, great. we then had prop bets down for
3: Bellator, and I didn't God, even, I forgot Bellator even happened.
2: Yep, I had a mixed bag. All of the like w- the straight shots I took failed. Uh, but I yeah. did hit on uh, AJ McKee by decision at plus oh, five
3: hundred. Tasty five hundred. No.
2: So that that bet alone made up for all of my losses, and then with Brandon Allen and a couple of others, I, I cashed a profit on the weekend. But
3: I'm honestly shocked that in a three round fight, it was it was as high as that for someone it's, that was like a know, minus five hundred.
2: That was partly why I took it. I was like, I know AJ McKee is a really Really great finisher, but Spike Carlisle, tough dude, man. Just just a tough hang. Uh that was a sweaty bet. Like let's let's be real at <laughs> various points of especially time especially in the fight. beginning. Yeah. Very early on. I thought, well, this is the stupidest bet I've made this weekend, but just hung in there. Uh let it go. So, you know, good weekend overall. And now now that we've said that, we can we can go to the amuse-bouche of UFC 280.
3: Yes, it is the, uh, you know, the salad dish, the uh, the soup that lacks a little flavor. You know, everyone, not everyone at the table finishes it and it's kind of yeah. like, all right, it's time to move on, you know, to the bigger things, which is uh, 280. 280 is the filet mignon that you're waiting on right now. We just had the, you know... Salad, maybe not enough dressing. May, you know, maybe a little bland. Not enough going on in it. No, no olives, no croutons. Just kind of lettuce and uh, maybe a light vinaigrette uh, is yeah, what we're yeah. looking at here. UFC Apex sixty two, but
2: two eighty man. Oh Ooh, my god, that steak is going to be worth it. something. Something worth it for sure. We have I fights on that card, but
3: almost I am all incredibly of them disappointed that we lost Jaelton Almeida. I have to say,
2: you know. Uh, I, my bank account's disappointed cause that man is guaranteed every time out, but
3: yeah, it was like a president and founding member of the Jelton Almeida, you know, fan club, stand club over here. Uh, disappointed that we have to wait till I think it's uh, November 5th.
2: You know, uh, we're going to survive. Uh, we still have 14 fights on that card and more importantly, we still have, what do we have this weekend? Like 13? I think it's 12 5 12. Oh, 12. is such a good number of fights.
3: Four o'clock start too. you know, I'm going to I'm not going to lie to you.
2: fight card this weekend is.
3: I'm going to have it on a side TV. Oh,
2: okay, you got to got to watch the big game. UJ uh, Vandy is just going
3: to uh, be- UJ Vandy might be an iPad game just on the table <laughs> as a monitor. I mean, <laughs> Bama Tennessee, I think is going to get the rights to uh the big I mean. TV Braves playoffs. That could be happening.
2: I mean, okay, it, it makes sense, Tennessee, Bama. Uh, I'm just saying, UJ struggled. Maybe Vandy. Vandy ha- looked frisky for a half last weekend.
3: Yeah, Maybe we're back. Look- we're back. we We handled uh, we handled Auburn with ease this weekend.
2: We did. I am shocked that the Vandy game is at 3:30 this week. <laughs> like, this just had a nooner written all over
3: it to me. But I don't get Vandy? why it's not. Uh, is it in Nashville? If it if it is, 11 o'clock. No, it's, it's at our barn. Ah, uh, bummer.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure this is our homecoming because we usually schedule Vandy to be our homecoming
3: game. Yeah, I've been to a to a game or two in Vandy in Nashville. Eleven o'clock local kick. It's great. Go in. I mean, you know, just beat the brakes off lovely. of them. Yeah, it's usually mostly red in the stadium. All right, enough about that. We have to break down so UFC. A- just X.
2: doing everything we can <laughs> not to talk about
3: this fight card. Well, we got to talk about it, and that's what we're going to do here. Let's kick it off with the main event. It is a, yeah, I was just about to say it. I forgot to say it before my little intro there. You said this is a good week for what this card lacks and maybe entertaining fights and uh, consequential fights with big stakes. No consequences. <laughs> yeah, the, the women's flyweight division, there, I guess. There there's, are two fights that have
2: consequences
3: on yeah, this card. Um, it does make up for it. In flyweight fights. Oh man.
2: So many of them just they're just handing out fly like candy.
3: It's Halloween come early. Shout out to the UFC. Shout out to the UFC. Uh so the main event is a flyweight bout. Let's get into that. The women's flyweight division. It is Alexa Grasso going up against Viviana Arujo right now. Grasso can be had for minus two fifteen. Arujo coming back at plus one eighty five. You got anything on the main event, sir?
2: i do i don't like it though i have one bet um do you have like before we get into it do you have anything
3: two bets one just big old chalk soup chalk donkey uh, oh, okay. prop you can go ahead and assume that that's the over one and a half uh oh, wow that is <laughs> minus 750 is what <laughs> so i got that at it it has to be juiced to the moon <laughs> to the moon to the moon but uh that's what we do around here and then i have a prop on the fighter i'll ju- i'll just dive right into it so like i I think this fight goes long. Uh, these are two tough girls, auja dog in her. I mean, if How you go back, long, I think How it's
2: long gonna, do you think it goes? I
3: think it's gonna go to a decision, but in my chalk donkey soup parlay, uh, I took the over one and a half. So I guess I can just take the short road there since I've just said that I think it's gonna go to a decision. I mean, two tough girls here, two dogs, Not much finishing capability going on here. Yes, I know. Alexa Grasso submitted Joanne Wood last time out, but before that, she had seven straight wins by decision, dating back to her Invicta days. I think that Alexa Grasso is going to win by decision. Aruja dropped by Andrea Lee, just eating shots the entire fight. Yes, I know she won the fight, but like you can kind of depend on on Aruja to get hit. You can she she is more than likely going to get outstruck in her fights. Five of her last six fights, she's been outstruck, and Alexa Grasso. Skilled boxer. I like what she can do on the feet. I think she is going to just outpoint her across the five rounds. I think they're both durable. I think they last 25 minutes. Uh, and I'm thinking 48, 47, 49, 46, maybe a mix of the two across the scorecards. I do worry a little bit about Aruja with the takedowns. Grasso doesn't have the best takedown defense we've seen her struggle, you know, against the champ. You know, I know you don't like, you know, you don't like saying it against the, no, champ, she's she the champ. She's
2: just like the fifth best
3: straw, <laughs> strawweight in the world. She is a good wrestler, though. We saw her struggle. She's a great there. wrestler. Uh, Arujo's a dog, too. She's not going to quit. Uh, so I do think, you know, it's going to be competitive. But I had to get a little action on the main event for this card. So uh, I'm not going to say forcing, but uh, if this card was next week, I wouldn't be taking. If this fight was next week, I wouldn't be taking this bet.
2: I agree with a lot of what you said. Uh I am absolutely forcing a bet on this one. <laughs> and I gotta say, buddy, I'm disappointed in you.
3: Oh, please.
2: I'm I'm really I disappointed know where you're going here. It. Tell me. Yeah. It's just I I was on the gospel of flyweight unders, because they are a lock, they never miss. You recently decided that women's flyweight unders also counted towards this, that they were part, part and parcel of the whole deal for you. And so when I said at the top that I wasn't happy with my bet, I took the under four and a half at plus one eighty. I my brain, every every analytical aspect of myself said, Oh, probably going to decision. Grosso's gonna win a win a UD here. Uh, neither of these women get finished all that often, neither of them finish that much. All of my brain broke that down. Then I looked at it and said, It's a flyweight fight. I Connor. Connor and I, we we stand for one thing, and look at you now. I don't I don't know how to react to this. I feel yeah. betrayed. I'm going to be honest.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm not going to lie to you, man. I tried to get there. I tried to get there. What? <laughs> like I'm trying to think of the. It's
2: hit a lot in Grosso. She does. She does can get hit box.
3: a lot. Box. Yeah, yeah. a little old. She Arugia. she can box. She can box, but that doesn't necessarily mean she can knock people out.
2: Ruja's getting a little old, you know, little little bit old. She's about to be thirty six. Dude, eight, listen, thirty seven.
3: If the reason that I lose a Alexa Grasso by decision bet that I low key kind of forced because another flyweight under hit, I'm okay with that. Okay, I promise I, you, I'm I hope okay you with do, that
2: because i I forced the under here because my brain wanted to take fight goes to decision at minus two hundred, but.
3: We'll get My into it heart. a little bit later, but I think I made up. I think I'll make up for it in uh, in other ways.
2: I'm excited. I have one bet on, well, I guess technically it's two bets on this card that I'm incredibly excited to talk to you about. So yes, let's uh, get closer to talking about those and let's be done with this main event.
3: Yeah, that's the main event. Uh, Grasso, decision, out her, or there's an early finish and we cash another flyweight under. Uh, yeah, one of the much. two. It's um, hard for
2: me to imagine Arujo can consistently like can win fifteen minutes of this fight. You can see her winning pockets, but that's kind no of that's kind of
3: how I feel. I see I see Arujo getting around for sure, maybe two, uh, but I think I think Grasso is going to be able to turn it on as as the fight goes on. And I think she gets it done. So uh, Grasso agree. is my pick. I I did force a little by decision action on that as well. All right, let's go to the co-main event. It is a men's bantamweight bout, Jonathan Martinez. Going up against Cub Swanson Martinez right now minus two hundred five Cub Swanson plus one seventy five fight goes minus one thirty five fight does not plus one hundred. Uh, so I have nothing on this fight. I'm pretty hyped for it. I I wanted to bet on it, but just the more I looked into it, uh, I just don't really know what's going to happen. Dragon Martinez he's looked he's looked great of late. The leg kicks I mean I've been on him a few times and just watching him just chop the legs of of everyone he fights is is a real enjoyable sight when when you bet on him you just watch him outpoint him over the three rounds but Cub Swanson seems to have turned it on of late won three of his last four uh and Jonathan Martinez the the chin well he hasn't just been knocked out you know in a ton of fights obviously Davy Grant got to that chin he has been knocked down in several of these fights and what can Cub Swanson do Cub Swanson can crack I mean he two of his his last two wins are by knockout featherweight division he's he's got the third most knockouts or I mean third most knockdowns all time like he definitely carries some power at the bandweight division so I don't know if I fully trust that so I don't know who's gonna win uh and I don't know if it's gonna go over or under so I decided to just stay away sit back and just enjoy what should be a banger of a fight so I took a bet on this fight let's Um, go I'd love to hear
2: you know the thing about about Cub Swanson is he's old Connor he's an old man he is he's almost 40 (laughs) Let's say he's almost forty, and that's you know the the weather is is changing. It's getting a little colder, and I don't know about you. I'm you know I'm I'm in my knees start hurting. Knees start hurting when you wake up. You wake up and you think ah, you got to get loose and your knees really start hurting when Jonathan Martinez is kicking the crap out of your legs. I mean, the kicks are, Uh, I mean, when you are,
3: when you're cheering on a Jonathan Martinez bet and he's just chopping that leg, you're just, it's, it's a, it's like a, you're watching a horse, you know, where the guys start slapping their own asses. They're cheering on a horse. That's kind of how I get with Jonathan Martinez leg kicks as it, as the fight goes on.
2: Yeah. Just, just chopping the tree down Cubs old, you know, those legs don't, don't want to take that. He's just a little too old. Uh, I like Jonathan Martinez. I think he's got a bright future, and I think Cubs. Look, I, what you say is right. Cubs won three or four. That that one loss was Chikadze. There's no shame in that loss. None. Uh, but you know, I, I am I am fading the old guy here. I have Martinez in a parlay. It's a two leg parlay. I'll tell you the other leg. It's a prelim fight. We'll get to it. But uh, I'm I'm just I'm I'm saying disrespect your elders. We talked about it the other week. No respect for your elders on this fight. card for me, <laughs> Cub Swanson. You had a hell of a career, but I think this is the end of the road.
3: All right, I uh, yeah, I respect it. I, I like Jonathan Martinez. I like both of these guys. Uh, should be a fun fight uh, at the very least. All right, next up, main card, men's flyweight bout. We have Askar was it? It was a men's,
2: men's flyweight
3: bout. Flyweight bout. It is. Askar Askarov going up against Brandon Raw Dog Roy Val Askarov minus two forty Roy Val plus two hundred yada yada yada. Let's get to what we want to get to. The over under is set at two and a half over two and a half minus one thirty five. Uh, that means we're getting the under two and a half at a little plus money right now plus 105. Uh Yeah, I'm on Do the we under. Need to break it
2: down. Do we even need to break it down? Under. Under, Under two
3: and a half. Here's a real breakdown. I'll keep it brief, I'll keep it short. This fight goes two ways for us. Askarov makes this as boring as possible, and he becomes my new villain. He becomes my new enemy. Or Brandon Roy Val, being the crazy SOB that he is, gets here and makes this fight frantic and chaotic, and someone gets a finish within the first 12 and a half minutes because that's all that matters to me. Some people have said, Ah, oh, Connor. Askar Askarov has gone to a decision in every single one of his UFC fights. Uh, okay, let's play the Ipso-Flipso. Brandon Royval has never gone to a decision. He's always got under two and a half. Oh, but the Bonturine fight, Bonturine tapped, and it would have been within the under two and a half. Uh, so go ahead and retroactively cash that ticket. So this is an... Uh, uh, what is it? An immovable object. A movable object faces an unstoppable force. We're gonna <laughs> go with the unstoppable force in Brandon Royval to get this done for us.
2: Can I? Can I sweeten the pot for you just sweeten a little it. bit further, too? Sweeten it. Because everything you said is right. Look, let's let's be extremely clear. Brandon Royval. He is the definite. He's the he's the guy we love. A fly. He is a get love or him. get got. This love man. Him. Is coming for your head or he's giving you his. That is the only way he fights. Yes, Askar Askarov. Decision machine.
3: Machine. The worst. But.
2: But. He can finish people. Because in his 11 fights prior to joining the UFC. Tell me. Do you know how many of those were finishes?
3: I don't know. Three?
2: All 11, Eleven. finishes. The man has the ability to... To get finishes. Wow. He just hasn't. And when you this is not an unstoppable force in an immovable object. This is an incredibly stoppable force in Brandon Roy yeah. against uh an object that's ready to move. I think if Askarov does get the win just by virtue of who Roy is, he's he gets the win via submission. He gets the takedown, gets the finish. But he, if he doesn't. If Royval wins, the only way he wins is by finish. So, he I'm did, I mean, on listen,
3: Asgard, he had the backpack for quite a bit of time on my guy Kai. Like, there were some dicey moments there. Kai, obviously, being the elite yeah. flyweight that he is, was able to avoid it. I don't know if Raw going to have any intentions of doing that. I mean, that man, it's killer be killed. Like, yeah. Raw Dog is who we're depending on, but Asgard can be the hero that we never knew we needed. In this one. True.
2: Great time to put on that cape, baby. Just put on that cape. Be the hero, Askar. And let's, let's make some magic happen. Let's keep this money train rolling.
3: This fight goes, Askar Askarov either dies the villain, i.e. he wins by decision, or he lives long enough to see him, or he fights long enough in the UFC to see himself become the hero, i.e. getting the finish here.
2: I love how you clarified that as fights long enough in the UFC because fights long enough is exactly what we don't want
3: him to do. Exactly. Fights long enough in the UFC. Has enough fights in the UFC to where he becomes the hero. You know, that was a little uh, Batman inspired quote for you there uh, as we try to cash another flyweight under. Yeah. I haven't, be great. haven't lost yet on a flyweight under this Maybe year. I'm not ready to lose. My heart isn't ready. My heart is not prepared to lose on a flyweight under.
1: and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
2: you know you know it would be just great connor i mean aside from if there was a heavyweight fight to bet the over, most electric bet in the entire
3: industry great bet it would yeah, be wait, great wait. all right go ahead go ahead go ahead <laughs> i just want to ask you about the the uh sergey pavlovich heavyweight over
2: we're taking it
3: is that, that gonna hurt. be over half
2: I think it's going to be over one and a half, and we're still going to take it, and I'm not going to feel great about it, but like I said, it's the most electric yeah. bet in the industry.
3: Electricity is what that bet is. Continue with your thought, though. Uh,
2: I also, I hate that fight. I don't know why that fight's happening in Orlando. They're going to Perth in February. Yeah. What are we doing? Put tie in Perth. That is, I wrote this weekend in in a column, like the a fan Q&A mailbag column that I write. Somebody asked, like, fantasy book UFC's return to Perth and I put Tuivasa Pavlovich as the fight like that's the fight that I want it makes sense it's a banger in Australia why are we doing this in Orlando
3: I agree with you I have a conspiracy theory Uh, put a little bit of put a little bit of research into this pretty big conspiracy theory Uh, this is actually me introducing it to the world Uh, so you know let me know scale one to ten how much your mind is blown Taito Iwasa, last time he fought, it was in Paris, France, uh, a little city in France called Paris. Uh, Post-fight. Small town. Small town. Post-fight, despite the loss, still went and visited Disney World Paris. Disneyland Paris, World Land. I don't know which one. Guy loved it. Looked like he loved it if you follow him on any social media. This guy loves Disneyland. He heard UFC Orlando... He heard UFC Perth. He said, does Perth have Disney? Is there Disney World Perth? They said, no, sorry, but you know the OG is in Orlando. He said, okay, are we fighting in Orlando anytime soon? And they were like, yeah, December 3rd. He was like, all right, I'll fight in Orlando then, thanks. You don't want to fight in front of all the Aussies in front of the hometown? No, I want to go to Disney World is what I want to do. So I mean, I'm going to go in there and knock there. out Pavlovic, and, you know, that's how it is.
2: This is an A++ conspiracy theory. I am, I don't even think it's a conspiracy theory. I think this is just a fact.
3: Uh, yeah, listen, you know, Ariel Hawani on the MMA Hour, he's his own man. He's his own journalist. You know, great interviewer. Ask good questions. But if Taito Ivasa comes on the show, we're going to have to somehow, yeah, we're going to have to Ron Burgundy, Ariel, in some sort of fashion to get him to just read the question. Is the only reason you're fighting on UFC Orlando because you love Disney World? I, I, the world the fans
2: need to know.
3: Yes, the world, we need the to fans, know. the world, the Disney world needs to know. Uh, Man, so yeah, we got way way off track we, here. We, you you had some sort I, of thought before we got interrupted. Desperately
2: really trying not to find a talk about this card. My thought. We don't need to talk about my thought because we'll get to it in a little bit. It was just going to be a joking transition. So we don't need to do that anymore because we've already been far too off off the rails. I don't even know what the next fight up
3: is. (laughs) I do, and I can tell you it. It's a main card, middleweight bout. It is Dusko Todorovic going up against Jordan Wright. The over-under is set at 1.5. Right now, you can get Todorovic for minus 195. Wright, plus 165. Over-under, you know, under, minus 210. Over, plus 170. Uh, I hit the under on this the second that the prop became available to me. I mean, this is... Jordan Wright is killer be killed, and I'd like to introduce him to the closest thing to that in uh, Dusko Todorovic. I mean, if you if you just look at it, Jordan Wright, he makes a decent hammer. He makes an even better nail, which is what he has been doing lately. Uh, Jordan Wright has never been over one and a half in his career, uh, and twelve times he didn't even go over a half round. Uh, Todorovic not as great statistically speaking for betting unders. But uh, three of his last four have ended in the first round. And overall, 12 of his 14 fights have not reached the third round. So two finishers that can also get finished. uh, Sign me up for this one ending early.
2: I knew that this was where you're going to be. And this was the fight I was most excited to talk about.
3: Yeah, it has to be.
2: Because I have a new theory that I want to put in play, buddy. I have a new theory... (laughs) You know, we we tested and proved the flyweight under theory, heavyweight overs similar. Tested and I have improved. a new theory that I've decided, I'm listening. and it's it, it's it's taking all the science, all the math that we learned from flyweight unders and heavyweight overs, and it's it's taking it one step further. And that theory, I'm calling it the George Costanza rule. And, and I, are you Seinfeld guy? Do you ever, ever watch Seinfeld? I
3: have watched many episodes, have not sat down and watched every episode.
2: One of my fa- tell me if you remember the episode, one of my favorite episodes is when George, uh, you know, sad sack band that he is, realizes that every instinct he's ever had in his life is wrong. <laughs> and if every every instinct I've ever had has been wrong, every one. And so the opposite must be true, and so then he starts just doing the exact opposite of what he would in any given circumstance, and his life flourishes, he thrives. I'm putting that into play here because, like you said, every instinct we have, every mathematical, scientific, tactical, analytical, any breakdown you have, says this goes under one and a half. But what if we're all wrong, Connor? What if every betting instinct we've ever had is incorrect? That's why flyweight unders hits. That's why heavyweight overs hit.
3: Oh, I like this.
2: So once a card, I'm going to Costanza fight. And this is the fight that was the most Costanza to me. Yes, 14 of Wright's 16 fights. Haven't even made it out of the first round. (laughs) And yes, Todorovic only has two decisions his entire (coughs) career. I'm betting the over one and a half at plus 190 and even more enthusiastically, goes to decision at plus oh four fifty.
3: Wow! This
2: may be the dumbest bet I've ever made. It very... but I want to put the theory into play.
3: I, I like. I love testing theories, especially on cards like UFC Apex sixty-two Grasso versus Arujao. Yeah. Uh I can't. I can't. I can't say that I'm riding with you. I'm on the under one you don't and a half, need to. and I have this also parlayed. Journey. I've also parlayed the fight does not go to a decision. I mean, this is your journey. Uh, I will Both be of watching. These men are
2: due. Both of these men are due for a sweaty decision, and you know, let's let's just let's let's try and theory craft thing. Like Wright, yeah, Okay. Wright's getting a little older. You know, he's <laughs> he he knows he knows that he hasn't been to decision. But you know what else he knows? He's lost three of four. You know, that's this is not a sustainable way to have a career. He wants to stay in this game. He's gonna come in a little more tactically. He's gonna fight a little more soundly, a little more Greg Jacksony. We're getting a decision, baby. I feel it in my bones, deep in the plums, and I am I am hammering it. Let's go.
3: Listen, I, I'm never going to to go against someone betting on their instinct and betting on their gut. Uh, so I, I can't really say anything here. Uh, just other than, have you watched Jordan Wright fight before?
2: Uh, I have
3: again, <laughs> they get pretty my chaotic. Entire,
2: my entire theory here is that everything I think I know is wrong. And you know, a lot of life I've been proven, if I had lived that way through most of my life, I would probably would have been incorrect a lot of times. So we're testing. we're putting, we are a podcast of science and learning and we're about to learn something scientifically for damn sure.
3: I like it. I like the Costanza theory. I like the Costanza bet just going 100% against uh, what you believe, you know, to maybe prop prop up your, your argument a little bit more. Apex card, kind of a low key card, a little bit underrated, you know, maybe. You can jo- just see this whole card. I'm just seeing Jordan Wright's just like, I'll just go in, wrestle, sneak out a decision and keep my ass in the UFC. Gotta keep getting that, keep getting that check,
2: baby. Gotta keep getting that check.
3: No crowd there to you know, kind of you know, to, to get them out.
2: electrified. You know, I'm just saying. We'll see. We'll we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, or they just I'll come in and just start swinging idiot. for
3: the fences. One of the two.
2: Maybe they do that, but they both just get really tough overnight, and neither of them falls after 15. Who can say? Dusko.
3: Dusko actually is pretty tough. Like he's gone to, to a decision with Gregory Rodriguez, though Gregory Rodriguez sneakily goes to more decisions than people actually realize. I know his fights are always crazy and chaotic, but uh, I've lost some fight doesn't go to a decision on on Rodriguez RoboCop fights before. Uh yeah, Jordan Wright, not a great now. Uh, but maybe he comes yeah. out Dober-chinned up. Never know.
2: We're, you, we'll find out. I'm excited. This was your, what you said at the beginning was correct. This is the type of theory you test on a card like this. Yeah, Yeah. I don't need to do this on 280, but I wanted to put it into play. I'll tell you what. I am going to be the most electric fan in the entire world uh, come Saturday. I actually think I am
3: too. I love... I think my favorite bet is, is unders and doesn't go to a decision because you're cheering for both fighters and you're cheering for the exciting thing to happen and you're cheering for violence. And when it hits, it's Life's awesome too short to bet overs. Like, I mean, that's a fact. And like, it's just like when it hits, it's awesome. Uh, so yeah, like I, I just love betting violence and, uh, that's what I did this week. I, I have quite a few violence bets. Okay.
2: Every, I have a lot of other unders and, you know, do, doesn't go to decision. But this one I decided to let's – do, let's do a changeup in there, you know. Given so, high heat down the middle, got to give them a changeup in the off speed.
3: You talk about looking like a genius if this hits. You have to come out about how – analytically speaking and strategically in the (laughs) fights, this is why this happens.
2: The math. The math
3: said. I just felt like it was plus EV to go uh, take this one by by (laughs) decision. Uh, All right, let's keep it rolling. Main card, light heavyweight bout. We got Misha Surkinov going up against Alonzo Minifield. Right now you can get Surkinov, plus 175. Minifield, the favorite, minus 205. Another one and a half, over-under set at one and a half, over minus 105, under, minus one. 25 uh said I got a lot of violence bets took another one here I am on the under one and a half I also parlayed up the fight does not go to a decision Misha sirkinoff guy does not like going to decisions I uh, feel like that's kind of sneaky uh, about him if you don't watch him too much 10 of his 12 UFC fights have gone under the one and a half only time he went to a decision was against jaco who likes going to decisions he he that's his whole brand uh, in this fight game. Sixteen of his twenty three career fights ended in the first round twenty of the twenty three did not go to a decision well, you know kind of like the dusco right fight the other side he's not as great but four of his eight u f c fights gone under the one and a half. 12 of his fifteen career not to a decision and and you know nine of them ended in the first round it's again two people who have finishing capabilities going against someone that can be finished i i like the the under
2: uh yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't feel confident in the under just because it's, I I think maybe I didn't realize even some of the numbers he threw out at me, but I can just see a world where this hangs around a little bit, but I, I am on Alonzo Minifield to get the job done. Uh, Serkinov, I think he's just done. I, I think he is just, just finished. Yeah. Dude, talk about like five.
3: a, yeah, like talk about like a real like fall off. Like he came to the UFC looking pretty good and he is just cannot get it together now
2: I know it's super it, it's super weird he came in uh a pretty unheralded uh and then just made a, a hell of a debut won a few big fights and then since then it just when he when he took the big step up it fell off entirely I mean, he's lost four or five six of his last eight his wins are Patrick Cummins which I'm not sure how much that win matters, uh, and Jimmy Crute. More importantly, though, he did the thing that I, to me, is the clearest sign that a fighter is done. When they make the cut down, they say, hey, you know, I'm not having success at at, at 205. I'm going to cut to middleweight. Immediately doesn't have success at middleweight and just says, F it, I'm going back up. It's a light heavyweight bout. He, he failed in his two middleweight shots. He's, I, I think he is just shot. Uh, and so I think Menefield still got a little juice. Menefield's pretty good at defending the takedowns. If Serkinov can't get takedowns, he's definitely dead, like sitting dark. And even if he can, I think Menefield can maybe defend long enough to get back to his feet. And where again he is, he is the apex predator uh, in this match. Uh, in that regard, so I took Menefield straight at minus two hundred. Uh, it's it's the only straight action, bet I have I've got a few other straight wagers tied in parlays, but it's the only empty straight action bet i have
3: yeah uh serkinov was a minus 440 against Volkanovs ozdemir just five years ago and got knocked out in 28 seconds and then in his next fight after that he was a minus 175 against glover to sports crazy man that is
2: stunning to think that he was that like that just shows really where where glover was at that period yeah. of his
3: career facts i mean this sport dude it's who knows what the landscape looks like five years from now? I mean, it's crazy to think about.
2: Serganov, hell, Serganov could somehow be the champion.
3: Like <laughs> wow, this is the run it starts unlikely, right now. Like,
2: again, Glover became the champion. So who can say? It? I just think he's done. He's thirty-six. I think. Uh, I, I think he's finished. So I'm taking Minnefield.
3: All right, Menafield it is. Let's keep it rolling. The last fight on the main card. It is a men's bantamweight bout. We got Mana Martinez. Mana Martinez going up against Brandon Davis. Right now you can get Martinez for minus 155. Davis for plus 135. Over-under set at 2.5. Over minus 135. Under plus 105. Um, so I took the fight does not go to a decision. Another violence bet. Uh, don't have the stats. Don't have the numbers really to back this one up as much as the two previous Just fights. Just vibes. It's the vibes. It's sort of like the styles that they fight. It's very uh reminiscent of the John Castaneda, Daniel Santos fight that happened a couple of weeks ago that I took the fight doesn't go to a decision on. Cashed it, no biggie. Uh by the way that they fight. Like these these guys come in, they they pressure, they don't stop coming. I mean, go go back and like Martinez was getting dominated by Ronnie Lawrence throughout the first two rounds of his fight at UFC 271. And then the round three, he just came alive, dropped Lawrence twice, uh, almost got him in an arm bar. Like this guy was going for finishes the entire time. He does not quit despite getting, you know, arguably ten eighty the first two rounds. Like he he's got the motor in him, he's got the finishing capability, he's got big knockout power. Davis coming off a knockout loss where he got he got iced uh by Denon Baccarol, Um don't know if i trust the chin as much but if i don't i mean he he can make fights chaotic he's not afraid to get into a brawl and i can see that happening here i can see these guys just going in and trading and and someone getting getting finished so i like the price at minus 110 so i took it does not go to a decision
2: i like what you said because i do think that this will turn into a pretty chaotic brawl i just I like Manny Martinez, you know? Um, I think he's I got a little him more him. juice. Yeah, I think he's got more juice than Brandon Davis. James Krause guy. I love what Krause has been doing with Glory MMA Fitness. Um, I, Davis isn't going to take him down 100 times like Ronnie Lawrence did. I, I just like Martinez. Uh, normally, at this price, minus $155, i would just bet Martinez straight. Instead, though, I parlayed him up. Parlayed oh. him up. Oh, Parlayed him up with Jonathan Martinez. little Martinez Ooh, parlay for you, actually. Nice. Paying out plus 144 on the Martinez parlay. Nice,
3: because so, we had so much success with the Randy parlay. Let's keep the name parlay train yeah, going. Look,
2: Rand, the Randy parlay failed because Randy Costa isn't very good at fighting. And that was a mistake on our part. But I think the Martinez parlay is going to hit. So plus 144, I took the Martinez parlay. Uh, and we'll, you know, I don't have anything as fun as we did with the Randy Parlay. I tried to think of something, couldn't come up with anything. I mean, but, let's just cut know. it
3: to short. Let's start calling it the Marty Parlay. The Marty the
2: Marty Parlay. Get Get Kamar Usman. Can we add him in here? Just <laughs> Marty Usman? Nice.
3: Nice. That was actually nice. Uh, yeah, so. Marty Parlay, I support you there. I, I do think that that Manu Martinez gets us done.
2: I love it. So that's, that's where I'm at. I don't have much else to add to this fight.
3: Uh, all right. Let's keep it rolling prelims. It is a men's bantamweight bout. We have Rafael Assuncao going up against Victor Henry. Right now, you can get Victor Henry. Big favorite off of his debut. He is going at minus 330. Rafael Assuncao coming back at plus 275. What a flip the script. Last time out against Barcelos, he was like a plus 400. Now we're getting him at minus uh, 330 against the you know, an accomplished veteran, of Sun Tso, but uh, the age is getting up there. I I don't have anything on this fight right now. My mind could be changed if you say something juicy it, it's here. Not,
2: it's not uh, going to be. Then but tell me what you have. Let, let me pitch you. Let me pitch you here. I am betters, listeners, fans, friends who, who are w- downloading and listening to this podcast. Let me tell you. I've made bad bets on this card already. You probably could figure, suss out the ones you think are me being a little stupid. I've been stupid on this this is probably the stupidest bet I've made, but I stand by it for a couple of reasons. I'm taking Rafael Sons out. I'm not taking him straight, though, because, yeah, sure, plus 275. Like, that's that's a lot of number there. Give me a out by decision at plus 500. That's the number I'm on. It's the bet I'm on. A couple of factors in this. The biggest one, the primary one, is I like Rafael out. He's an ATT Atlanta guy, technically ATT Alpharetta, his own – own gym up there, but he trains at the ATT Atlanta dudes. It's a gym I used to train at back in the day when I trained. Great guy, love them. Got to, got to rep the home team. Didn't mention that about Ben Davis. Ben Davis, bit of a trader, Used from Atlanta, fights out of Mississippi. Connor, so another reason not to back Ben Davis. Uh, but yeah, Brandon Davis. Uh, yeah, sorry, Brandon Davis. Don't know why I said Ben Davis. Um, but yeah, so Rafael Santos, Atlanta guy, repping him. The other reasons here are: I know Victor Henry looked great in his debut, but and I know Asunao's old. Henry is not a spring chicken. Dude's like thirty-five, gonna approaching thirty-six. Uh, a lot of experience, you know, out on out in Japan and Pancras, some of those organizations. But he has never been a, a true world beater, and Hafela Asunao has really only lost to top guys. So this could be one of those where Asunao is old and past it but he looks a little better than the line looks at least so on that and just my other thoughts here are that uh, Asuncao is I think he is a fundamentally really really sound fighter he's a really difficult fighter to face for most dudes um and i, I i'm not sold on henry so uh henry's never been stopped and Asuncao is not a big finisher 11 of his 14 UFC and WEC wins gone to decision so a plus 500 I probably would have just taken a shot on a sunsal at a straight underdog anyway, just because I'm a mark. Uh, but at plus five hundred, I'm I'm gonna take the shot on him for by decision.
3: So this gym that he trains at, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're, we're we're talking through this. It's sure. Ascension MMA in Alpharetta.
2: Yeah, so it's a uh, I think it's ATT Alpharetta. Um, it's the actually maybe he has his own now, but so the ATT Atlanta is run by. Uh, Hondu Calcarnero. It's a it's an ATT affiliate. Whenever they've got whenever any of those guys who have made it to the UFC or bigger orgs have fights, they usually go down to to Coconut Creek do the big training there. Uh, there is another adjunct gym with the Lima brothers. Uh, you know, Bellator Bellator Douglas Lima, Diego Lima, UFC veteran, tough veteran. Uh, they have an Alpharetta gym that's also an ATT affiliate. A Cao used to train out of that. It's possible that he. Now has his own also also offshoot. I haven't been up to the gym since COVID, so I'm, I'm not. Yeah, super yeah. so
3: sure. so according to Tapology, it's it's Ascension MMA, uh, in Alpharetta, which uh, the old three zero 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 four is actually where I am born and raised from. I uh, think I'm gonna have to bet. Rafael Sunsau here uh, if I'm being totally honest with you you said you couldn't talk me into it I had no idea that he has a gym in my hometown I mean yeah. I know exactly where this is I'm looking at it on a map like we're, we're talking about we got the Kroger, the Mickey D's like I played some some youth <laughs> baseball and basketball around here and, and we got we got a Sunsau training right smack in the middle of this I mean this is this is a hometown boy I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to do this. I'm kind of vamping for time as I look over this map. This is, you said you weren't going to be able to talk me into it. I mean, I this is, uh, this is pretty crazy right by this, uh, this Walmart. I mean, we got the slopes. This is, this is, uh, this is crazy. I always want to support people from my Rafael yeah. Sunsaw That's the bet. There you go. I'll oh, yeah. throw a little it's, half unit on a Sunsa. Is he going to lose? It. I don't know.
2: I, I, I threw a quarter unit on the by decision at plus 500 because the number is so big and, but yeah, it really is. He used to come to AZT Atlanta all the time uh, with the Lima brothers for the pro trainings and stuff. And he's just a good dude, repping the home squad. Always been a fan. Um, think he's a solid fighter. Going to take a shot here on a, against a guy that uh, it just feels weird that Victor Henney is this big a favorite. Um, and maybe he'll prove me you know wrong and that he deserved to be, but just not super, super sold on him. So I took the shot. We'll see what happens.
3: Yes. I'm down. So I just mapped it. This is my old house so I can give out the old Addy, uh, the old John Quilla Drive in, in Alpharetta. I hope,
2: I hope someone listening lives in your old house. I hope uh, that, would be, like,
3: that would be absolutely
2: incredible. I live in the house that, that the Conor Burks is <laughs> from, hails
3: from. 16-minute drive. 16-minute drive and I could have been training with a Sun cell.
2: And in Atlanta, 16 minutes is around the corner.
3: Yeah. <laughs> this was this, was, uh, this was suburbs. uh was was door. Yeah, this was suburbs before I, uh, my parents moved into downtown Atlanta. Uh but yeah, 16 minutes. Take old Bethany Road. That's where I used to go to uh, you know, some open house parties back in the day. This is uh wow. I have to bet a sunset. I have no now. choice. Uh I haven't placed the bet yet, but I might be able to get talked into a a little bit of decision action if that's what we want to do.
2: No no props up on DK at the moment, but uh yeah. You could you could find it in some some
3: other books. I'm yeah, sure. Let's make the argument, dude. He he he's got to win over the champ, beat Marlon marías Dude, he's at his peak. He was one
2: of the five best bantamweights in the world. He's not that anymore. But I'm not sure he's. If you look at his losses, they've all been to pretty good guys. I'm just not sure Victor Henry's on that on that level. So,
3: well, we're certainly going to find out, aren't we? Uh, we wow. are. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Sorry, a nice trip down memory oh, yeah. lane there. Next up, we have a men's middleweight bout It is Nick Maximov going up against Jacob Malkoon right now. You can have Maximov for minus 140, Malkoon for plus 120. Fight goes minus 250, fight does not plus 200. Uh yeah, so the the you know, the chalk soup parlay um of the over one and a half in the main event. I added the over one and a half here. Uh, with serkinov Menafield to not go to a decision to finish the th- parlay, three legs. Wrestlers doing some wrestling, uh, or it turns into a striking battle, which I don't really fear either of them getting finished, but if you just look at it, let's, let's break it down. Each of these guys has four UFC fights. Each of them got finished early in the first round of one of their fights. The other three for each have gone the full 15 minutes. Across those three fights that have gone to a decision, Nick Maximoff goes 17 for 36 on takedowns. Jacob Malkoon goes 21 of 54 on takedowns. So Across six fights, these guys attempted 90 combined takedowns. I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume... That's a lot of takedowns. <laughs> that someone's probably going to go for a takedown here.
2: What if what? If, what are the odds on nobody goes for a takedown? Can we find oh, some to it give ha- us action on that?
3: It have to I be can like stands
2: of the hell out of that bet. It would
3: have to be like plus a thousand, plus ten thousand, <laughs> plus a hundred thousand. Like what are we talking here? Uh, I think the real, actually, barn burner bet to make in this one uh you'd have to wait till later in the week till all the props respectively drop is who has more takedowns who finishes the fight with more takedowns yeah it's not available yet but uh i'd love to see the line on that
2: uh, i'm interested i'm intrigued even
3: so that's my bet over one and a half
2: i i'm not i have no action on this so we can move on but i i'm rooting for you just cuz you know who doesn't love some wrestling
3: yeah I mean, sure. <laughs> most takedowns landed. Nick Maximoff minus minus one sixty. Can I okay. get a most takedowns attempted line? That's where we can really get in on uh, some
2: action. Really start cooking a, a soup up there,
3: huh? I might have to. I might have to have some fun and, and maybe make a play on uh, most takedowns landed. Rule number. Rule number three. betting's supposed to be fun. I mean, Malcoon plus plus one
2: thirty. Uh, you know, have have yourself a day. I'm not touching this fight. But you have yourself a day. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to lock that in. I'll sit on that a little bit longer. I'll sit on that a little bit longer. All right, let's keep it rolling. Let's go to the next fight. It is a women's strawway bout. Pierre Rodriguez going up against Sam Hughes. You like that roll of the tongue there? That's just what we do around here. Sam Hughes, right now you can have her as the underdog, plus 150. Pierre Rodriguez coming back at minus 175. Fight goes to a decision, minus 275. Fight does not go plus 215. Like you are staying away from Maximov Malkoon. I am staying away from Rodriguez-Hughes. Tell me what you got.
2: I'm taking Rodriguez here. Um, Sam Hughes, not very good at defending takedowns. Pierre Rodriguez, not like a big wrestler, but she she can do it and looks pretty good when she has attempted them. Uh, she's, I think she's just got a lot more juice than Sam Hughes. Not a big Sam Hughes supporter. Pierre Rodriguez, A no. Um, the way she moves, she's a more confident fighter than Sam Hughes. She's a better fighter. She can get the leg kicks going on the feet. I think she can outstrike Sam Hughes. I think she can. Sam Hughes is is a bad wrestler. So I think she can find success with that if she wants it. Um, And, you know, at, at, at its most basic, it's most simple. Pierre Rodriguez never lost, doesn't know how to lose. Sam Hughes knows how to lose. She's done it. Um, that's what they say. Sam Hughes knows how to lose, and, and she's done it a lot. So I'm taking the undefeated fighter. I'm taking Pierre Rodriguez. Uh, I have her in a two-leg parlay uh, with another piece still to come. So uh, I have two more bets on this card. One of them is the other leg to this parlay with Pierre Rodriguez.
3: All right. I uh, I like to hear it, and I'm cheering for you. hoping I, the best. I support. Perfect. Uh, and with that, Means we have to move on to our next fight. What could it be? It's a prelim bout. I can tell you that much. And it is taking place in the men's flyweight division. It is. Let's go. It is CJ Vergara going up against Tatsuro Tyara. I feel like I botched that. I think it's Tyra. I believe you're Tatsuro. Tyra, sorry about that. There, right now you can get Tyra for minus two twenty-five. C.J. Vergara plus one ninety. Yada yada. Over under is set at. Do we even need to hear the over? Like, do we? Are we even interested in that? No. The over is minus two hundred. If you if you're into that,
2: I'm so interested in that because that means the under.
3: Is plus one seventy. I'm not gonna lie, I missed that. I I got I got plus one sixty. Uh, so I actually missed out on the plus one seventy action. Unfortunately, I got
2: one sixty five. So
3: oh wow, we're just all over the place. We're if just, you want to bet it now, you can bet it at plus one seventy. Maybe it goes up us. even more. What we need to talk about though is what we really need to get into here is. Uh, just gonna go ahead and say it, CJ Vergara. Uh, enemy of the state, enemy of the nation of no bard, enemy of the brand, enemy Not of the yet. pod. We, we
2: got to give them another chance, you know,
3: I, what's, uh, what's the deal with the Instagram bio bet the over while you can slot machine emoji.
2: You know, it, it could be, could be anything. It feels like a personal attack. It's, it's what it does. It feels like a personal attack towards us. But I don't know why it would be that way because we're we're not betting against him. We're betting against boredom. We're betting against him him not ascending to the level. I'd be happy for him to win just as long as he does it in twelve and a half minutes or less. You know,
3: I I can't lie. It's it's shaking me to my core. You know, I almost hit him up and was just like, "Yo, at the pod next time if if you're really feeling like yeah. it." But yeah, feeling dude, I'm jump. I mean. You know? I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared. What, I mean, what is that? What What am I looking? at? I'm looking at it right now. As, you know, I was expecting maybe he, him to take it down uh, at some point. And listen, I'm on Tatsuro Taira's Instagram page. His his bio is is obviously in Japanese. That's that's where he's from. I mean, I'm I'm nervous to put it into a translator and see if it says something similar.
2: Uh. I I'm not even gonna do it because I don't need that energy in my life, Connor. Because I have the I have the guarantee of Flyweight Unders, and regardless of what C.J. Vergara says and does, that's just not it. Doesn't matter because we're gonna get the results that the gods have deigned must must be true. So C.J. Vergara, I that's the thing is I know he's had two decisions in his his two UFC fights, but. Before that, he was on a hell of a finishing run. Dude, huge knockout power. Yeah, he doesn't have to be an over guy. So I'm hoping there's a miscommunication. Something has happened. He's not adding the pod. But CJ Vergara, if you're adding the pod, let us know. We will have you on to explain your villainy to the millions and millions of listeners.
3: I haven't looked at the numbers recently. I think it might be billions now.
2: Uh, I haven't checked. I haven't done the math lately, but I mean, we could be looking at some one championship potential Oof. listenership out there.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know what to say. It's uh, it's a little scary, but in all seriousness, Regard does have power at one twenty five. He brings pressure. I mean, he's always moving forward. Uh, he's not afraid to throw. Maybe he he wilts the young. Uh, I think I believe he's twenty two years old. Uh, not a ton of not a ton of experience on the UFC level. Maybe he wilts Tyra that way. Or maybe Tatsuro Tyra is a very dangerous contender. He has serious submission abilities, holds a little bit of power in his hands at 125 as well. Uh, we saw him get a knockdown last time out, and uh, maybe he gets the the finish there. I mean, there are paths where this fight ends early.
2: I like legit outside of us knowing that the under is a lock and never loses. I legitimately just think it can ha- like it, it can and should happen here. Tyra Ty was a dynamic grappler. Fergara, like I said, man, his run up to the UFC, including his contender series fight, I mean, he was putting dudes away. So uh, I just, I think that there's, I think this is a get or get got. Either we're going to get a submission or a big KO. I like the underbet uh, in general. And because it's flyweight, I love the underbet.
3: All right. Sweet. That's what we're rolling with. I mean, didn't really have to talk much there. We knew what we were going to go with. Let's finish it off. What do you say we close this thing out? Got to catch my breath. I was frantically looking for my water bottle. I am parched (laughs) after this morning discussion. I'll I'll break the fourth wall here as I enjoy this water. Uh, This guy who's like probably like 90 floors up. I'm obviously in New York City. Just chilling on a balcony. He's been chilling out there. I think he's just having a morning cup of coffee, but it... It Vibes. Looks like a nice view to take in. That's a guy that looks like he bets flyweight unders.
2: I mean, that's how you get to the 90th floor of any building, you know? You bet flyweight unders.
3: Sick balcony. All right, let's do it. Last fight. (laughs) Welterweight bout. It is Mike Jackson going up against Pete Rodriguez. Right now, you can get Rodriguez for minus 660. Mike Jackson for plus 490. Over-under set at 1.5. Over... Plus 210, under, minus 265. Another violence bet for me. Not much to say here. I'm on the under one and a half. I'm on the fight, doesn't go to a decision. Uh, Mike Jackson, not a UFC fighter. Uh, He is just, uh, I'd go as far to say he's not really a professional fighter caliber guy. He's a Uh, photographer. Yes. Um, He fought a professional fighter in Mickey Gall and he got finished in 45 seconds. And then we kind of had the circus affair with with CM Punk. Uh, Dean Barry, the eye gouging thing was was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, and Pete Rodriguez, he he is a professional fighter. I mean, questionably so, but yes, 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 uh, yeah. I can't really argue with that. He he did run into a buzzsaw of Jack Della Madalena last time out. My guy Jack D. It's uh. You know, I, I'm trying to trying to find the words here to make the really solid argument. But Pete Rodriguez, he has heavy hands. He's he's ten of his eleven wins across pro and amateur by first round knockout. Uh, and I think that's how this one's going to end. Stay patient. No, you can get a UFC contract with this win. And just, I mean, the the career of Mike Jackson, it, it has to come to an end eventually. And I think this is it.
2: Yeah, I don't know why Mike Jackson is even getting this fight. Like, I genuinely don't. That's going kind of off a win. To, it's going off of a win. disrespect to him. It's just—I mean—that's cool. You don't have to keep people who win, and you—you you can just look. You can use your eyeballs and know who should and shouldn't be here. But here we are. I—I uh, I have a bet down. This is a bet that no one should follow. It's—it's it's every brain cell in my head is saying this is very stupid to bet. Pete Rodriguez at this at this lofty, lofty number. In no world does this man deserve to be a nearly minus 700 favorite. But I don't know, Connor, if you were paying attention earlier, when I said that I had a parlay bet down, that I had two bets, one of them parlayed was Piero Rodriguez. And I already had the Martinez parlay. And how are you not? You got two Martinez's and two Rodriguez's on. How are you not going to take the Rodriguez parlay?
3: I mean, I so much success with the uh, the Randy parlay. The Randy parlay. Why not just keep this train rolling, baby? I know. You know. I
2: love. There's nothing I love more than a gimmick bet. And yes, this number is is juiced to the moon and objectively awful, but I don't care. I'm taking the, the the Rodriguez parlay minus 122 for for that part the two Rodriguez is together and we'll hope for a good day. And that's really all I can say at this
3: one. Yeah, I mean, you're going to find out right off the bat how how the day is going to be.
2: You get to know immediately whether this fails or not, which is nice. I I will just say if you're a, a reasonable person Like, honestly, I think that there is clear value on Mike Jackson at plus 500 or whatever, just because there's no world in which Rodriguez should be this big a favorite. But uh, that's not the gimmick. So I'm living the gimmick.
3: Yeah. I don't know, dude. I I kind of feel like Pete Rodriguez is just going to go in here and and knock Mike Jackson out.
2: I mean, he should. He just shouldn't be priced at minus 700 or whatever the hell. Is Mike
3: Jackson Mickey Gall's best win?
2: Uh I'm not looking at his resume off the top of my head, but he didn't ever beat a lot of good people. There's no way it's his best win, but nah, yeah,
3: I know. He spent his entire career in the UFC. Yeah. Uh so it's it is what it is. But he did get a win in 45 seconds. And so.
2: CM Punk is probably, you know, his best win. Let's be real. Multiple. <laughs> what time a weird little
3: trifecta. <laughs> CM Punk. Mickey Gall and Mike Jackson. It's
2: all just odd. Everything about this uh, is weird. But yeah, that's my bet. We we can wrap this up. I have yeah. one more parlay that I didn't mention. Okay,
3: okay, that's your bet. That's the card. Let's hear this parlay.
2: The parlay is, is it, I parlayed three other outcomes that we'd already talked about. So we don't have to go back into it. But if there's one thing we've conclusively established over the history of the twenty. 20- Episodes, by the way. This is episode 20 for no bets bard Let's go us. Uh, thank you, no bets board nation. You guys are you're killing it. If there's one thing we've learned and established, it's the flyweight under hit. And I don't know if you were paying attention. There happened to be three flyweight fights on this card. So I said, F it. Let's let's tie all three of them in a nice little bow. Uh funnily enough, all three of them are plus money. So you get a big tasty line. Parlay three. Three flyweight unders plus fourteen thirty is the payout <laughs> on that parlay. So, I am gonna win the when they do what they're supposed to do when they cash the tickets that they always do. I'm gonna be eating a filet mignon before UFC 280. I'm gonna be just having some tasty, tasty treats on Saturday night.
3: Yeah, I, I did. I I had some fun. I parlayed up the uh, the Tyra Vergara under and the and the of Roy Val under. I got that oh, at plus four thirty three. Plus four thirty three, still, still delightful. Yeah, let's let's hope that that comes through for us. Um,
2: Nothing would make me happier. Oh, dude, cool. dude, Nothing I could lose. I I happier. really
3: want to be clear. I could lose every single bet on this card, but if the flyweight unders hit, I will be happy. That is, I have an emotional investment in this. So obviously, you know, we should put it out there. Please bet responsibly. The flyweight under thing is obviously a stick. You know, it's not.
0: No, it's a, a responsible bet that never is. loses.
3: <laughs> Please, please gamble responsibly. Do not come into my mentions if one of these goes over about how you lost everything. Uh, but that's—I've
2: already had people in the mentions being like, "I don't know about the flyweight unders this weekend, boss." And I'm like, "I do because they never <laughs> fail." Like, let's just believe.
3: You I know. Have I to hope believe it. Uh, yes, I believe, and I bet on them, and I staked my actual money on it. So uh, I'm hoping that they come through as well. But uh, you know, touch a sorry,
2: touch a Man, just, you know, a little bit of discipline never hurt anybody. But that's it, baby. We're done. That's
3: it. That's UFC Apex 62. We did it just a little bit over an hour. Clean, tight. You know, the train got off the rails a couple times with the it always does, Tuivasa, with the Alpharetta. You know, I'm going down memory lane over here. I'm getting choked up thinking about my high school graduation 10 years ago. And Rafael Sansa just became a bet. I haven't placed it yet. I'm going to figure out how to do that. Uh My bets. In no particular order, because... Actually, they might be, but here we go. Rodriguez-Jackson, <laughs> under 1.5, minus 190. Wright-Todorovic, under one 1.5, minus 135. Sirkanov Menafield under 1.5, minus 105. Tyra Vergara, under 2.5, plus 160. Askarov-Royval, under 2.5, plus 105. Martinez-Davis does not go the distance, minus 110. Alexa Grasso, by decision, plus 120. I parlayed up Grasso Arujo over one and a half minus seven fifty. Maximum Malcun over one and a half minus four fifty. Serkinov Menefield doesn't go to a decision minus two seventy five. That pays out at minus one thirteen. I did Rodriguez Jackson doesn't go to a decision minus four fifty. Wright Todorovic doesn't go to a decision minus five fifty. Little boxing. Don't know if you know what's happening this weekend. Deontay Wilder uh, hellenius fight does not go to a decision minus six fifty. That pays out at minus 150. And then obviously the aforementioned flyweight under parlay. Those are my bets. I'll add in a Sun at some point.
2: Love it. Uh, as what well, seems to be par for the course at this point, when you've got maybe these lackluster cards, I end up with a ton of bets because
3: yeah, a ton of bets. And then like halfway through the card, I'm like, Why I did idea. I do <laughs> this? Like, why am I not like incredibly disciplined on these cards? And then I'm like, Next, next bullshit apex card, I'm going to be really disciplined. I'm going to choose like three yeah. or four spots, and I'm just going to hammer those and come out ahead. And then I <laughs> nope. end up with this card that I have, and I'm taking Rafael sunset 40 years old, off of four straight losses because he's from. Where I grew up. Uh, and that's how you end no up in losing No safer way to bet. That's how you end up in losing weeks, folks. <laughs> that's
2: how Vegas became Las Vegas. That is why that yes, little spot of of in the desert isn't, isn't some ramshackle flyover town. <laughs> it's just filled with people and money for that exact reason. And I did the same, buddy. Because here, I've got Grasso Arujo under 4.5, a plus 180. Got Askarov, Hoival under 2.5, a half at plus 110. Todorovic right over one and a half, Costanza rule plus one ninety. Todorovic right goes to decision plus four fifty. Alonzo midfield straight at minus two hundred. How the Suns out by decision at plus five hundred. Tyra Vergara under two and a half plus one sixty five. And then I got three parlays coming at you: the Martinez parlay, Jonathan and Mana Martinez pays out at plus one forty four. The Rodriguez parlay. Uh, Pierre and Pete Rodriguez pays out at minus one twenty two, and then breaking all the rules, the flyweight under parlay. You never parlay underdogs. Can't say it enough, but this time we did it. We parlayed three plus money bets. The flyweight underdog parlay pays out at plus fourteen thirty. God, I can't wait for that one to hit.
3: Boom! Those are the bets. Do what you want with that information, tail, fade. It doesn't matter to me because at the end of the day, this is just the boring salad with a light vinaigrette that gets us to the beautiful 5A Wagyu, perfectly cooked, perfectly seasoned steak that we will be having next week with UFC 280 it's a day card I'm gonna say it middle of fall I love a day card 10 a.m start on the east coast here I I cannot wait for it sometimes I'm jealous of the New Zealanders you know getting to enjoy you know waffles and eggs and, and coffee as they watch their fight cards that's what I'm gonna be doing for these prelims I I am to say I'm hyped is it's an understatement it's my mouth is watering for next week to be in Abu Dhabi. Uh, I hope yours is too. Uh, couldn't,
2: couldn't be more. Can, I, can Let me tell you please. one last thing about that fight card. Because I don't know if you know this, but the MMA gods, they can be kind. Or maybe it's just the Georgia football gods. Because day card, no UGA football to even distract us. We can have full focus on the best fight card of the year to see my boy is Lomakachev finally become the UFC lightweight champion? Couldn't be more geared up for this fight card. Uh
3: yeah, I'll go ahead and tell you. Um I, I don't I, I think I'm cheering for Islam. I think I'm cheering for Islam. Uh, because I have that future ticket on him. It was my biggest future of the year. Uh I did I did take a flyer before the Gaethje fight on on Oliveira. His line was just way too big, but it's for less money. So money talks. I think I'm officially yeah, I think I'm officially announcing my my cheering for Islam, but man, Charles is hard to cheer against. Charles is so cool.
2: Yeah, you should cheer for Islam because he's gonna beat the hell out of
3: Charles. So. <laughs> I hate the confidence. I can't lie. I hate the confidence.
2: I this is I could not be more confident in, really? in a fight prediction. I've been saying this for like a year.
3: That makes me it uneasy.
2: Is, I I feel wildly confident in the outcome here.
3: Despite the he's last just, eleven fights for Charles Oliveira,
2: yeah, and and not despite because of the last eleven fights, like it's, I just I don't know what he's going to do. Barring something very fluky, I just don't see it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Wow, you know, I will have to eat that crow because I have been incredibly vocal. Islam is the best lightweight in the world. And I think he's going to pants Charles Oliveira.
3: I don't think I agree with you. I, I think I'm cheering for a Islam, but I don't, don't think I agree with you.
2: A lot of people don't. Uh, I just... my is what my eyes tell me. And if I'm wrong, then I'll have to reckon with that. But I don't think I'm wrong.
3: I just don't know what's going to happen. There's not there's not many things in this fight that oh, could shock Islam's me. Gu- Islam's going to
2: plant him on his ass and then beat the shit out of him <laughs> for 25 minutes or less. Charles is going to try to work a guard game, but huh. it's... I... I I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think you can submit Islam off your back.
3: That's for next week. That's the discussion that happens next week. I guess I'll uh, start per. Well, no, we should be having a guest next week, so uh, maybe they can it. prepare their arguments uh, against Mr. Meshu and Mr. Makachev. I- I'm tripped up on his name because I was watching tape last night, and it's uh, <laughs> I've always said Makachev, but then Brendan Fitzgerald said. Uh-huh. Makache is
2: way more fun. It probably uh, is how Brendan says. But all right, well, we're just
3: at this point. We're just blabbering We're, we're dilly dabbling. Yeah. UFC 280. Enjoy UFC Apex 62. Enjoy your appetizer. Don't get too full because next week is going to be sensational. That's when we're back. We'll have a guest. It's going to be electric. That's when we are at our best. Pay per view week. UFC 280. Talk to you next week.
2: Love you guys.